The world of real estate investing is always changing. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, attorney and author Natalia Willett Grice has the expertise to provide valuable guidance on how to navigate the complexities of real estate investing. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO of LCO Law. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willett Grice, the owner of LCO Law and the author of Tax Deeds, How to Become and Stay Wealthy by Mastering Liens, Possession, and Marketability, and Florida Foreclosure Sales, How to Become and Stay Wealthy by Mastering Objections, Marketability, and Possession. Now, Last season, we talked mostly about business topics, and so this this season, we took a little shift, and each week, we're going to speak in depth about an area of real estate investing, and we're going to explain some of the legal aspects you should be aware of to make the most out of your next deal. Today's episode, we're going to focus and on tax deeds. We're going to give you a little primer on how tax deeds work, what you should be on the lookout for. Now, tax deeds are a great way for newer investors to dip their toes in before going like whole hog on fix and flips <laughs> and rentals and all that. So as we get started, Natalia, can you explain to me what a, a, a tax deed is? Absolutely. So a tax deed um, in Florida, right, because I can only advise you, it's to Florida things give you the information on that, is the title you receive after the public auction for non-payment of taxes. So that is what a tax deed is, right? So... You show up at the duly noticed public auction. Um, this has to do with people not having paid property taxes. Tax certificates were sold. Uh, you're the winning bidder. And once you've paid your money in full, the clerk gives you what's called a tax deed. So it's not signed by the people that were the prior owners of the property. It's signed by the clerk of the county. Now, does a tax deed give you uh, instant possession? Does it, does it mean you actually own the property? It's yours free and clear. Yes, with a little star caveat of what we're going to discuss later on. Okay, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Now, what, what are the main reasons that a property would go to tax deed auction? So the, the tax deed auction happens because uh, people don't pay their taxes, right? So what are some of like the biggest reasons? Sometimes it's because people have passed away, right? And so... So the government keeps asking for their money, but they can't Get it from a dead person. They can't get it from a dead person. And usually there's, you know, a couple of heirs. One will try to pay taxes for a couple of years, realize I don't have the money or the time to do probate to officially pass it on to new people. Uh, Infighting happens between siblings or heirs and people stop paying, right? So that is generally the biggest cause. Sometimes people move out of state and they're just like, can't keep up with property um they kind of just let it go and assume the government will take it away from them uh sometimes there's divorces or people didn't divorce but they've kind of split their separate ways and they've let these properties that they acquired also disappear by neither one of them agreeing to pay sure so this this is how it can happen all right so now how does a tax deed differ from like a foreclosure so a foreclosure auction will result in what's called a certificate of title. A tax deed uh, differs because it's a different type of title. It's called brand new paramount title. And what that means is like if you think back to when Florida became a state, so 1850s, right? The, the state of Florida would give land grants, fresh new land grants to buyers and that's essentially what a tax deed is. It's kind of like a clean slate, 
with a little star. <laughs> um, and that's why it's very different from what you get at a foreclosure auction, because what you get from a foreclosure auction is whatever position the uh, lender was that did the foreclosure or the homeowners association that did the foreclosure, you kind of get their position, but it's not brand new title. Right. So there's a difference in that. Um, who you're stuck with is also different uh, because with a tax deed, uh, prior mortgages uh, get wiped out, um, private mortgages. So like a Wells Fargo, Bank of America, all that, like they get wiped out. Um, final judgments from credit cards and all that also gets wiped out. Uh, but you're going to be stuck with municipal liens. Those don't go away. Whereas in a foreclosure auction, if those municipalities were properly named in the in proceedings, then those get wiped out, but superior mortgages and HOA things and all that do survive. So it's, it's like a switch. Um, how you get occupants out is also different. Tax deeds entitle you to, quote, immediate possession, uh, but you do have to open up a separate lawsuit to get them out because... A tax deed foreclosure is administrative. There's no case uh, where there's a judge or anything like right, that. Right, yeah, yeah. So you don't get to send something to the clerk for them to sign to give you a writ. <laughs> um, in a foreclosure case, there are motions for possession that get done within that same foreclosure case, so it's a little bit different. And how they're fought or challenged also differs um, because a tax deed uh, can be challenged for up to four years under the statutes and you know they're they're fought in proceedings saying oh um, i want to undo the tax deed whereas in a foreclosure that title is generally challenged by objecting to the sale or you know saying that for whatever reason that judgment needs to be void or vacated mm -hmm. filing so, bankruptcy <laughs> well bankruptcy uh isn't a way to challenge a deed it's a way to delay sure sure <laughs> um but yes right so they're different and a bankruptcy will affect a tax deed yeah okay now how how does an investor find what properties are, are available for tax deed purchase so most states in Florida now hold their auctions online. So you go to the clerk's website for that county. You look at their upcoming uh, tax deed sales. They have calendars up. Uh, they also have lists called lands available. So those are the ones that aren't even being done uh, as a as an auction. They're just they, they've tried the auctions before. Nobody was interested, and now they're just kind of holding it. So if you come up and pay what's owed. They'll give you the title. Is that like the over-the-counter liens? Yeah, over-the-counter the over, ones, yeah. Over-the-counter over the deeds. deeds. Mm -hmm. Okay. How, how has the cha uh, tax deed market changed in the last 10 years? So, uh, on, the, you know, on the one hand, right, uh, tax deeds follow the market, meaning that if there is a very low supply of real estate assets, there's going to be uh, more competition and higher prices, even in the tax deed sphere, in those sure. auctions, right? At the same time, though, you have a massive amount of competitions that come into the state of Florida in the past 10 years due to the fact that these auctions went online. They used to be in person, so it you know you were limited in scope of who were your challengers by the people that could actually come and show up yeah, to the auction. Yeah, physically auctions. be there, right. sure. Now you've got national and international competition at the auction, Yeah, um, and that's raised prices, right? Um, but at the same time, there's also this nascent opportunity, especially with vacant parcels, right? Because there's a massive influx of people into the state of Florida. Uh, there's a need for development and land. And so that might be an opportunity, right? If you are acquiring vacant parcels and you acquire enough of them in the same area to then offer them to builders. Okay. So you, 
vacant land can also go to tax deed auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are some risks that are associated with purchasing deeds at a tax deed auction? So one of those I briefly mentioned, right? The county liens, right? Sure. Because by statute, uh, the the Congress of Florida gave these municipalities and their liens priority. So that mowing lien, that overgrowth lien, that lien for you know there being junk on the property, uh, for there being um, the property having to be torn down, all those liens survive the tax deed. So if you see those because you should be checking, right? If you see those, those are liens that you're going to have to pay off after you get your tax deed. So that's a big risk, right? Because a lot of those have per diem fees. Right, yeah. Some of them $250 a day, some of them $500 a day. <laughs> yeah, so um, if this has been something that went to tax deed auction a couple times, it could be three, four, five years worth of these be, liens. Yeah, it could be a lot of a lot of things. I've seen them as massively as $400,000 worth wow. of liens. So you really do have to be careful about that. Now, have you found that um, real estate investors are able to negotiate those liens down at all? Or are those like pretty set in stone? Most municipalities have uh, some mechanism for negotiating down. But, you know, there's nuances, right? Some municipalities only negotiate with uh, mom and pop kind of purchasers. So they won't negotiate with like investors that they see frequently acquiring property. Sure. Um, other ones that will only do it to a certain percentage amount. So you've got to remember like, oh, I'm going to owe 15% of whatever this balance is. Some will negotiate down close to cost. You just have to get familiar with, with the municipality. And their behavior changes over time because it's also, these are elected officials. Yeah, right? so it's all judgment It's call. politics. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you do have to be aware of that. Other risk associated with purchasing rates, so if you've got federal liens involved, um, if you've got an IRS lien, the, the IRS has up to 120 days after the sale to redeem it, and that's if they were noticed. If they weren't noticed, that lien just attaches and keeps on living. Sure. There's other kinds of federal liens, right? There's like RICO liens, there's Department of Justice liens. Those remain for 20 years and sometimes longer. Yeah, RICO liens, those are like criminal liens, right? Yeah, criminal liens, right? Criminal Federal criminal liens have a different treatment, different behavior. Those are ones that I'd say be very careful about, <laughs> be aware and be mindful that those judgment amounts and those judgments are really difficult to get rid of. Um, other risks, you know, lack of proper notice. If the if the clerk failed to send notice to that HOA, that HOA can challenge your tax deed, right? Um, and then another type of challenge that you need to be aware of, especially with vacant parcels, is access, right? If they're landlocked, you're going to probably have to do some access litigation after you get your property and because it's tax deeds it's a little bit different there's nuance in there so those are again risks associated with purchasing that you should really be aware of yeah we're, we're going to get a little deeper into easements a little later in the season but that sounds like what you're talking about the landlocked parcels should mm -hmm. people avoid tax deeds in landlocked parcels or is easement litigation typically easier to work out so they can access that that land so I'm going to say litigation is never easy. Um, it can it can take years. Easement litigation generally takes years because it's so fact based. Right? Sure. You've got to show access. You've got to show where. You've got to show that you determine that you need this size versus another size. So 
you've got to have the resources available to acquire these types of parcels. So it's all about proper planning and what your business is designed to handle and not designed to handle. It might be something that you don't want to get into from the very beginning, <laughs> but once you've become more seasoned, this might be a very prime opportunity, especially for the development of land. Sure. Now, what should a tax deed investor do before making that leap and purchasing their first tax deed? So due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, right? Do a title search, get a municipal lien search. Um, do your physical due diligence too. inquire with your hazard insurance policy person, right? To make sure that that parcel is insurable. And you might want to check to see, does it have like sinkhole activity that would make it really hard to insure? Is it in a flood zone that nobody wants to cover? Or if they do want to cover it, they want to charge you seven grand for the year. You need to be aware of this because the moment you become a title holder and you know, if somebody walks on your property and gets injured, right? They're going to go after you. So you have to have insurance on this. You have to plan it like a property owner. How can investors get the best return on their tax deed investment? I mean, they're putting all this money at the auction. They, they, they do it to get their money back plus mm -hmm. profit. I mean, there, there seems to be, especially with vacant land, I think. But um, what is the best way to get the best return? So I would say, you know, as far as like, what you should do as an investor, you need to learn and hone those negotiation skills because you're going to really need to use them with the municipalities. And, and you need to be very aware, start developing relationships now with the people that work at the municipalities. I mean, kindness, uh, generosity, um, being considerate of the people that work in these municipalities and of their time restrictions, it goes a long way. Um, you need to take action quickly, right? you should be quieting title to your tax deeds as soon as you get that title. Why? Because there's now a time restriction on who can petition for the surplus available after the sale. So let's say, for example, that you acquired a tax deed and there was, you paid a hundred grand for it. The, the taxes owed on it were only 20 grand. So there's like a surplus of about 80 grand, right? There's only 120 days now that lien holders can petition for those surplus funds. It, there used to be no deadline. That law changed. Mm -hmm. So now there's a deadline. So when you open up a, a quiet title suit, you're giving immediate notice to those prior lien holders of, hey, by the way, this happened, right? A little refresher reminder. So that in the event that they were not noticed properly and could challenge your tax deed, you could be like, hey, HOA, I know that you weren't noticed, but there's 25000 50,000, there's whatever, there's enough money in there for you to just get your to money, what you're whole. owed. Mm -hmm. That way you don't challenge my tax deed, but you only have 120 days to do it. Now, right? is it just lien holders that that surplus is available to? It's lien holders that are subject to the cap. The title holders don't have a cap. So after that 120 day period passes, the prior owners, not you, <laughs> the prior owners are the ones who get access to those funds. And they'll just be able to get them now without those lien holders being able to do anything about it. That's why timing is so important, especially for quieting title. And you also need to work with a title company that's experienced in handling tax deed matters. Do not go to a title company that focuses on the traditional mom and pop sales. You need to work with an investor friendly title company for these matters. Excellent. Excellent. That's great information. Um, what are some advantages and disadvantages with purchasing tax deeds? All right. So 
disadvantages we've kind of covered a bit, you know, like those municipal liens, you do have to do quiet title litigation unless you want to wait four years just sitting on the tax deed. Yeah, not being able to do acquired. anything with it. Exactly. Because even if you want to like take advantage of the equity in property, uh, those lenders are going to want to have an insurance policy on the loan that they gave you. And sure. so you need quiet title litigation for that too. It's not just for selling. Um, Advantages are that generally it's a lot cheaper than acquiring property in the open market. The possession rights are immediate. So it's not like in a foreclosure where you have to post a notice and you have to wait at least 90 days or longer if there's a tenant in there. Um, you know, you can wholesale these fairly quickly. So even if you can't afford the quiet title litigation, if you have an end buyer who can, then it's something where you can make a quick assignment fee on. Um, and another advantage is that those back dues for HOA matters, as long as the HOA was noticed, the HOA cannot, cannot make you pay a dime for anything that was owed prior to the date of issuance of the tax deed, which can save tens of thousands of dollars. Excellent. Let me ask you this. So we talked a little bit earlier about the reasons that tax deeds go into, uh, you know, into the auction, right? Mm-hmm. If that person also had a mortgage, they also had an HOA who are doing foreclosure proceedings, does that affect the tax deed? Ah, uh, so yes and no. Okay. Who is foreclosing matters. Okay. So if an HOA is foreclosing, no, they're, they're SOL because their HOA lien is inferior to the tax deeds, to the tax lien. Sure. Um, if it's a mortgage foreclosure being done by, again, Bank of America or Jenny Smith or any sort of private citizen or private entity, that also doesn't matter. But if the county, if the municipality is foreclosing on their liens, that foreclosure does matter because those liens are superior and if you buy at your tax deed auction, let's say May 1st, and the foreclosure sale is scheduled on a municipal lien foreclosure on May 30th, you can lose your property on May 30th. Wow. So you've got to be really careful and look at those list pendants and see who's foreclosing. The same thing happens if it's like a second mortgage that's held by, you know, Florida Finance Corporation and it's being run through the city of Tampa or any of those kind of like municipal second or third position mortgages, those liens survive too. So if they're foreclosing, that foreclosure can dispossess you of your property. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Are there any other liens that are wiped out via the tax deed process? Um, so the ones that are wiped out are, are, just think about it, like private liens. Private liens get wiped out and then municipal liens don't. And federal, liens, federal liens have kind of like a like a after purchase bit of a deadline for them to speak up or forever hold their peace. Sure. Okay, great. Are there any legal issues or restrictions associated with tax deed investments? Well, um, as far as like the restrictions, right, restrictions to accessing these types of sales, you've got to have cash on hand or hard money or private money behind yeah, the they're going to expect their money as soon as you bid. Exactly. They're going to expect the money it that needs day. to be in yeah. the account and it needs to be there and it cannot be on credit. <laughs> Do you have to show proof of funds or anything before yes. you bid? Yes. Yes. So these accounts, these online electronic accounts, uh, must be fully funded before the auction. Wow. And okay. sometimes they take up to a week to fully fund. So you really need to make sure that those funds are in place in the clerk's online auction portal at least a week before the sale that you want to bid at. 
so that you don't have any issues actually having the funds clear. Uh, as far as legal, right, as I've mentioned, you really have to quiet title to these, so they do require litigation, or you're gonna have to wait the four years. There are some companies out there that purport to guarantee, you know, with what they call like clear to sell and all that nonsense, but they're not really actually doing anything to protect you. Right. Because the point of litigation is to put parties on official notice as to what happened, let them bring up any challenges if there were, because you can't you can't really know if the clerk did their job in noticing parties, their job as the constitution requires until that litigation's opened. These clear to sell entities, they're just reviewing the clerk's file and assuming that the clerk did what they were supposed to do. Right. But these files do not really, uh, what's publicly available in these files isn't really sufficient to let you know if they did do it or not. Yeah, and one thing that I found is that a lot of those clear to sell certificates that you get mm -hmm. they're only good for a year mm -hmm. you yeah. know and if they can be challenged up to four years you're going three years without protection exactly exactly and they only protect you or guarantee up to whatever you paid for you know for your tax deed, your tax deed and but so it's not even the value of the property exactly if you paid fifty thousand dollars for this property that's actually worth 350 well you would only get the fifty thousand it's not just like the worth issue right so Using that that example, right? You pay fifty, but you sell it for three hundred grand to an end buyer. Well, that three hundred grand is what you're going to be liable for if you have to defend the title. Ah. <laughs> so uh, don't rely on those. Uh, there, it's and they're usually cost yeah. about the same as doing quiet title litigation. So get it done right from the first time. <clears throat> All right. So lastly, what are three pieces of advice that you know in your thirteen years of experience that you've you, you've seen? hundreds if not thousands of these tax deed sales right mm -hmm. uh, what are three pieces of advice that you have for investors who are newer to the tax deed market on how they can be successful okay so number one that i mean the best way to protect yourself is doing your due diligence right pay for those searches you might be out 350 bucks but that 350 dollars investment can save you hundreds of thousands in, in painful liens that you would then have to take care of that you didn't know about because you didn't do your due diligence. Um, number two, quiet title fast. Like I said, as soon as you have your tax date, because even if the clerk made a mistake and didn't notice somebody and their surplus funds, those surplus funds are available for only a little piece of time. Yeah, right? you said 120 those, days. Exactly. Those four months go by real fast. And then finally, number three, do not make yourself an inadvertent landlord. Okay, oh, so this man. goes back to the possession thing. Mm -hmm. You have an a right to immediate possession when you are a tax deed purchaser. Don't go there and say, okay, I'll let you stay a week if you pay me, blah, 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 because you're creating a landlord-tenancy relationship at that moment, the moment you utter those words. And then to get them out, then you now have to do the official Eviction notices yeah. and eviction proceedings. So don't do that to yourself. Okay. Right. That sounds great. Thank you for all that awesome information. Tax Deed Investors, I'm telling you, buy Natalia's book. Again, it's called Tax Deeds, How to Become and Stay Wealthy by Mastering Liens, Possession, and Marketability. Available on Amazon. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. And then tune in every Monday to get more tips on how to avoid investing's legal pitfalls and take your real estate business to the next level. You can also find us online at lcolawfl.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a legacy academy fl.